Hello and welcome to Joyful Heart, a podcast for Christian women who are trying to balance a relationship with God, school, work, and other things that we deal with on an everyday basis. On this podcast, topics such as faith and lifestyle will be covered and discussed. And with that, let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Joyful Heart. Firstly, I wanted to talk about some things before we jump into the episode. So there'll be a a few changes to the overall Instagram because a few days back, I took a poll and asked people like what they wanted to see more of. And most people voted to see more lifestyle in addition with faith posts. So On the Instagram, you can kind of expect to kind of get to know me more and I guess like see my face and just know more personal and lifestyle related posts and topics. And then for the blog, probably see still mainly faith and lifestyle related posts, but kind of sprinkling in some like beauty blog posts or like fashion related blog posts. So you can kind of expect to see that. And something to note is I deleted the Joyful Heart Pinterest and I'm going to be merging it with my personal Pinterest. So I will leave the updated link down below for anyone who wants to check it out and just kind of see more of that. But with that, we are going to get into this week's episode. Okay, so for the most part, I feel like 90% of my podcast episodes are typically more on the positive or like neutral side and today's is going to be a little bit different. Although I'm still going to try to end on a positive note and just kind of speak on it in a more positive light because if you see the news, if you just, you know, go through a whole day like there's just so much negativity in the world and I don't want to add to that but I do think it's really important to address certain topics and address certain issues because these things will not go away if we act like it's not there if we just try to ignore it and today we're going to be talking about the phrase you're not black enough or you're not this enough or you don't act like however they assume you should act and this is something that a lot of minorities can relate to especially minorities who grow up in predominantly white areas who are one of the only few minorities at their school you know there's this whole I don't know you're you're just trying to balance in between the different cultures and in between the different expectations and qualities you should have And I've talked to many others who feel the same way. I've seen many people post online feeling the same way. And I just thought I'd share kind of like my experience with this and how I feel like God is helping me to move past this whole idea and this like expectation that others may have of me. And just hopefully that we can just begin to turn this around and leave this whole idea behind because It's just moreover annoying and frustrating to hear and to kind of have to deal with. So this kind of relates to people who grew up going to PWIs, which are predominantly white institutions their whole life, 
for me, that is my experience. Like every single school I've gone to, predominantly white institution. You know, I was one of the very, very few um, black students on campus, black women on campus. And so it's definitely an experience, you know, it's definitely something different. And I think during elementary and middle school and honestly high school, I was kind of not really picking up on it, I guess. And I just never really thought about it until people would make certain comments and it would make me think about it. It would make me like kind of insecure in who I was. And I just honestly felt myself, I like, I guess wasn't black enough. And it was just this whole ordeal. And it's very, very frustrating. And as I said, it's honestly very annoying to hear because it's like, what can I do? Like, how can I change? But then I shouldn't change to make others happy. Like I shouldn't change anything about myself to be accepted by others because I am who I am you know and it's this whole idea where you feel you are too black for your white friends but then on the flip side you're too white for your black friends or whatever you know ethnicity you identify as it's such a tricky balance because it's like, where do I fit? Like, where am I supposed to be? Although this is the case, this wasn't always exactly like my exact case. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm also growing up. Like people would make jokes about it here and there, but for the most part, it just wasn't always the case for me. Like, for example, in college I feel like that's where I really saw the difference and just kind of felt this contrast and was like I don't know where I'm gonna fit in because the school I went to only two percent of the population was black in fact I think it was less than two percent so it was gonna be very obvious where I'd be you know the only black person in the room and to others that might not be a big deal they'd be like well you know I don't see race so who cares but as a black woman like it's a very different experience and you worry about the stereotypes others may have for you and oh are they going to read my action as being too aggressive or being too this or that and it's just a lot of the things you think of when you are one of the only few minorities in a particular situation but I was very very fortunate because I quickly made a lot of friends within the Black Student Union, and I think observing my BSU allowed me to be more comfortable with who I am, because everyone in the Black Student Union was unique, and they had their own personalities, but they were still very comfortable with it. And so it allowed me to see people with different personalities, but there was no, oh, they're acting too white or whatever like they were black people with just different personalities and it really helped me to see that like okay I can have my own personality I don't have to be what other people want me to be I don't have to meet the other expectations that other people set for me people who don't even really know me like that and everyone was very accepting and they never made me feel out of place they never made me feel that I wasn't black enough and so I think that really helped me in my case. And I'm very, very, very thankful for that because if I'm being completely honest, my freshman year was rough. It was a lot to adjust to. It really didn't go how I expected it to, 
But the one thing that kept me at my school was the Black Student Union and the friends that I made through that and the experiences that I gained through that. So forever grateful for that. I also quickly wanted to address, you know, even though I am talking about the whole side of being told or just feeling not Black enough, there is the flip side where people are extremely rude and, I don't know, they're just ignorant when, I guess, people are too quote-unquote Black, where they are labeled as ghetto and ethnic. And that is equally as frustrating and ignorant to use these negative labels on Black people and Black women in particular But then when it becomes a cultural phenomenon, oh, now it's cool. Now it's trendy. So you can't talk about this without also addressing that major issue, which I'll go into a little bit more later. But for me, I feel like the three main reasons I never felt black enough or when people would make comments about how I wasn't black enough, I feel like it was personally my voice my name, and my personality. There was one moment in particular that I remember. I was in high school. I was in math class. And this boy comes up to me and he was like, why didn't your parents name you Shaniqua? Like, why did they name you Crystal? Like, and I was just sitting there like, are you actually joking? Like, oh, I was so annoyed because first of all, the people that think that race is tied to a name and that It's just so dumb. It's so dumb. And I remember sitting there just being like, what kind of statement is that? Like, Shaniqua? Like, the most, like, stereotypical, negatively associated name. And, like, I know he was joking, but it's just, like, comments like that that are just so annoying. And I know there could be people being like, oh, you're just so sensitive. But, like, I'm allowed to feel how I feel. You can't tell me that I'm being too sensitive over something that was told to me. That's, I think, the whole idea of like, oh, everyone's so sensitive. It's like people are allowed to be upset about things. People are allowed to be offended by things. Maybe they're too offended for you, but you're you and they're them. Like, it's just those dumb little comments or people would be like, oh, you're finally starting to act black. I remember being so confused because I was like, I'm not even doing anything different. Like maybe in this situation, I'm just a little bit more confident and maybe they didn't mean it intentionally, but I feel like it just made me more self-conscious about my actions and more self-conscious about how I say things, how I act, how I dress, like my personality. And it's just overall a very frustrating and weird thing because it's like, At the end of the day, when people make comments like, oh, you're not black enough or you don't do these things, they want me to act in the stereotypical ways that they see on the media, that they see in TV, or maybe that they associate with my ethnicity. Like when they see black people, they associate it with their own negative stereotypes, their own negative qualities and their own negative connections, which are acceptable to them. So it's like, if you're not acting like a black person, then therefore you aren't black. And it's like, the thing is, if I was to act in the stereotypical ways that people assume black people should act, those aren't even socially accepted. And I think it's so weird how we still have this negative stigma 
around the actions of black people and negatively assuming the worst. That's why I think it's so weird when people are like, oh, I don't see color, but then they constantly stigmatize black people. They constantly follow them around in stores. You know, they clench their purses when a black person walks by. They always assume the worst. That's why they're constantly, you know, calling the police on black people when they're just walking down the street in their own neighborhood. And so it's like, you cannot tell me you do not see color when you always assume the worst when you see a black person. You know, black people are constantly always associated with these negative traits and qualities, even though ironically, if you really think about it, black culture is constantly the blueprint for society. If you see any popular memes or slang terms, more than likely they come from the black community. People will always joke about the way a black person speaks. You know, either they speak too ghetto or, oh, you know, you speak like a white person. You speak like a white girl. First of all, that's the most frustrating thing ever. (laughs) Because just because I speak a certain way doesn't equate to my um, intelligence. You know, I think that's another stigma we definitely see. If you don't speak quote unquote proper, you're not intelligent. And I think that's one of the most frustrating arguments because obviously not everyone receives equal education. Not every school receives the same funding. Some people have private tutors. You know, some people know multiple languages. And moreover, one's intelligence should never be equated to how they speak. It's the same way when you see mainly Americans make fun of either immigrants or people out of the country when they are unable to speak English. Therefore, they assume and deem them as unintelligent. It's just so dumb. But back to the whole, you know, black culture thing, you know, Again, people will joke about the way black people speak, but then they will use African-American vernacular language or A-A-V-E and they will label it as just slang. You know, they will label it as like, oh, you know, this is just the new term that people are using. But remember where that term came from. And it's just so frustrating that it's like, why can black people just exist in different forms? You know, I think there's this whole stereotype that black women are just strong but then always very angry and nagging but then when other women of other ethnicities do it oh that's when it's more attractive and it's just so dumb because black women are humans you know yes we're strong but we also can't be strong all the time you know our anger is always seen in such a negative way and they're just being over dramatic you know that's the reason why so many black women, you know, struggle in the medical field because there was literally a study where people, doctors believe that black women had a higher pain tolerance. Therefore, they didn't need as much medicine. That's terrifying because that could not be further from the truth. You know, it could not be further from the truth. And I know this episode's kind of all over the place, but there's just so much to say about it. And there's just so much packed into the comment of not black enough because you have to think, okay, what can I do to be black enough? What can I do 
to act more black? What can I do to, you know, sound more black? Which is just absolutely ridiculous. Like, I've taken a DNA test, 95% black. Like, oh, sorry, missing the 5%. But it's just really frustrating. And I just wish people would stop associating my personality or anyone's personality with their race or making these kind of comments because I don't think they realize how damaging and hurtful it can be to constantly make these comments that you don't identify enough with your ethnicity therefore you're not your ethnicity. It's very frustrating to hear these come from within your own community because obviously in times like these we need more unity we need to stick together and the last thing we need is more negativity. No one can pick their personality or where they were raised. No one can select how much of a personality they have, what qualities they have, this and that. And it's even weirder to hear it from outside the community because it's like, why are you putting people in boxes? Why are you assuming Black people can only act in a certain way? Why are you assuming because of how I act or how I speak, you know everything about me. You clearly don't, you know? So just stop making these comments. Like, it's so weird. And honestly, I was really, really inspired to talk about this, mainly due to my own personal experiences. And just, I think we just need to keep having these conversations so we can just kind of remove this ignorance and remove these unwarranted, unneeded comments. Um, but I really got inspired because of a YouTuber named Kelly Stamps, and I will leave all of her YouTube information down below, but she had a comment, and I think it was called, like, stop calling me an Oreo, which is another comment that people make where it's like, because you're black on the outside, but then you're white on the inside, and she went into it about her own experiences, and it's just, it's sad that so many people can relate, it's sad that so many Black people can relate, but it, it, it's out there. You know, people make these comments. People like to judge. I see it on TikTok also all the time. There's like a black girl from the South. She has straight hair. Maybe she has a lot of white friends. And then there's people in the comments like, oh, she's not black enough. Oh, she loses her black card. Like, oh, who is she? And it's like, first of all, you don't even know her. Second of all, who are you to speak on her blackness? especially when it's people who are not even black. It's like, what are you doing? Like this girl made a 10 second video and you're out here judging her whole existence. Like, please find something better to do. There is so much negativity in our world. There's already so much sad news. Why do you need to add to it? You know, and I also think that when people make these comments, I think they're often just deflecting Whatever they're missing in their life, they're deflecting the anger they have, you know, which I can't imagine it feels good to make someone else feel bad. You know what I'm saying? So, but as I said, I wanted to end this on a more positive note. And I do apologize. This has been very all over the place. Maybe I'll make like a blog post about it that can be a little bit more like put together, but. I'm just honestly speaking from the heart. Like I wrote out some notes, but sometimes when I'm speaking, like things will come to mind and I'm like, oh, I can't forget now. So I just hope this didn't sound too all over the place. But as I said before, I wanted to end with a positive note. So I just wanted to talk about some like advice for if you find yourself in a situation where 
people are making these comments like what you can do and these are things I'm still working on you know I'm still trying to get over it and just like not be impacted by these comments but at the end of the day words do hurt and so as humans we can't just like brush off everything but I think there are little things we can do to kind of help and the first one being the reality is we should not be living to please others you will never be enough for other people they will still always make comments about oh you're too black now or you still don't act black enough people will always have something to say they will always have something negative to say about you. So at the end of the day, just like what you like. Don't fit your personality to appease others. Don't change yourself to make someone else accept you because they probably don't even accept themselves. Don't live for others. Don't live to make other people happy. Don't live so that other people will accept you because just like chasing this dragon, like you'll never be enough. You'll never do enough. For me as a believer, like I am starting to accept and just believe like I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God made me as I am. I cannot live for this world. I cannot live to be accepted by this world because as I've talked about before, you know, with beauty standards, they're forever changing. If I was always trying to strive to fit the beauty standards, I would always constantly be outdated. And so you know, it's just like people are never going to be satisfied. People are never going to be happy enough. So why do it for them? Like why give so much time and energy to opinions that really should not matter? You are who you are. You like what you like. You know, there's nothing that people can say. Like no one can remove the blackness from you. If you are a black person, you are a black person. You like what you like at the end of the day, you know, and People are always going to have something negative to say about black people. They're always going to have these negative connotations about being ghetto and being ethnic. So let them have it. You know, we come in multiple forms, multiple shades. We are who we are. You know, there's nothing we should change about ourselves. And on the flip side, you know, a lot of people will always have negative connotations about the stereotypical ways that people, black people act. So just be who you are, you know, don't let their negative comments get you down. Find confidence in who you are. Find people who love you for who you are and just grow in that way. Just surround yourself with people who really care about you. And if you don't have people like that, I really do apologize. I do pray for you. But if you are just like, hey, I don't really have anyone, I would really encourage you to just start talking to God, start praying to God because the joy that can come from God is enough where you could never, you know, have another friend. You could never receive a compliment, but the contentness that can be found in God will always be enough where you will just literally like you got God, you got everything else you could ever need. So that's just my little encouragement. That's just my little tidbit. And you know, that's just the episode for today. Again, I hope it was helpful. I really hope it's not too all over the place and too much. Maybe I'll try to leave some like timestamps on where I talk about certain things. But again, I hope this wasn't too hectic, but it's just how my mind works. Like things just come to mind. So I hope there's some things that can relate. I hope 
you take encouragement from this to just find your confidence in who you are and don't try to live for the world because you'll never be enough at the end of the day. But I hope this was helpful. I hope this was enjoyable. And I hope you all have a great rest of your day and a very blessed week. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Joyful Heart. Feel free to reach out with prayer requests, praise reports, requests for topics or general questions on either Instagram or the Facebook group. These can be sent to Joyful Heart. That's J-O-Y-F-U-L-L-H-E-A-R-T-T on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and at joyfulheart.com for blog posts. I hope you all have a blessed day and I'll catch you next week. Bye!